0: Welcome to a Myths and Men Podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. You ready? Oh, it looked oh, like you was ready to I, say I was like, it. I, I was gonna do it. First. Okay, go oh. ahead. Good morning, world. Hey. Everybody. How are you this morning? I was trying to match that intensity, but I oh, didn't yeah. I didn't quite have it. Well, I was going
1: I wasn't gonna say good morning, Vietnam. I that's, right? every that's time, what it felt like, they, I was every, like whoa.
0: every time we start, I get ready to say that, but I don't know if people will get it. I guess somebody would. Somebody would. If you're listening to this podcast, you should know all references to movies, television, music. Right, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, you R. Know? R I P yeah right exactly. Well, this is a Myths and Man podcast. I'm John Parker, and I'm Dr. Daniel David, and we're just some guys who uh give you good sound wisdom via this podcast in relation to you know movies, film, television, song dance. I felt
1: a burden. Did when you? you said wisdom hey well I got to make sure that I'm
0: wise okay oh I didn't know you had to be wise to give wisdom but <laughs> right okay, okay. where well, well, I'm learning there How you about go that? there you go in process right in progress yes in progress all right well we have a special show for you all every show is special I was trying to be like polite and not feel make other shows feel like they weren't important like our other shows would feel sad if they heard that we were saying this was a special show right I think they're all weeping right now <laughs> okay. well this is, a, is an amazing show that we have for you it's about initiation. Boyhood yes. to manhood. Yes. And what it means and what it looks like to become. A man. A man. There you go. I was waiting for you. Okay. I was giving you, you okay. know, jump on in there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Did it change all of a sudden? Uh, all no. All right, well, that's it. No. So, okay.
1: <laughs> what are you
0: doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Okay. I was just waiting. I mean, I was giving you the look, like, feel free to jump uh, in. Yeah, throw it at I me. I thought you were, I thought you were ready. So basically what we have for you guys, um, and maybe ladies, if you're listening, is basically just trying to convey the point that initiation is important. Um, yes. And in everyone's life, some way or another, well, most of the time, in most people's lives, um, there's initiation that takes place uh, one way or another. Um, and if it doesn't happen, there's still a hunger that exists in most men for an initiation process. Uh, we have some movies we're going to talk about, and then we're going to give some examples of uh, what it looks to ha- like to have a negative initiation. What's the word we want to use? A Unhealthy. Unhealthy. Not a... Not very good Yep <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing bad, adjectives here. Bad, bad initiation.
1: <laughs> it seems to be in the um media nowadays. Just use
0: short sentences. That's it. Okay. That's <laughs> it. We have an alternative uh, uh initiation. And an alternative language too. Okay. There you go. So there you go. All right. Um and so it's this this is kind of where we're going today. So buckle up, stay tuned. We're ready to rock and roll. Right. I
1: hope that if you're listening that You understand that we're not here to um, denigrate anyone. Um, We're not, definitely not here to denigrate women. But we need to talk about what it means to be a man and what that process looks like. And you know, I I think that it's very, really important to get get an idea of where we need to go as men. I often um, talk to men about this, and I I use the analogy: you can have a a million dollar yacht floating on the ocean. But if it doesn't have a rudder, it's not going anywhere. And so male identity, you know, identity is that rudder. And if I don't know who I am as a, a person and if I really don't know who I am as a man, I'm not going to have direction in my life. I'm going to be confused, maybe floating on the ocean and just letting the waves take me wherever uh, they take me. Mm-hmm. And 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 that can look d- disastrous at different t- uh, times in our lives, especially when we're launching in our 20s I think that's really important to to get that identity and understand who we are and begin the process of growing and then you know mid midpoint um I know that when I reached my midpoint oh you've already reached your oh, midpoint well yes oh. I'm I'm selling uh, uh, celebrating anniversaries yep. of my 39th birthday okay, okay all right, all right. Good. so um when I reached that midpoint that I had to l- go back inside and look at Uh, myself in a deeper way and and then of course go through this another process of growth and change and initiation if you will so um, and when men don't do that and they don't do this work they kind of are aimless um, they struggle uh, they live for everyone else's pleasure and happiness and they don't live for themselves and they don't understand what that means you know, in in living for ourselves is not selfish. It means to take care of ourselves, to love ourselves, so that then that love overflows to other people, mm. especially people we love in our communities, right? So, so I like this um, quote that Robert Bly had. Um, he said, "A boy must be initiated into the world of men. It doesn't happen by itself, and only men can do the work with other men." That's <laughs> Robert
0: Bly. Mm. So, so Mama can't do it. No, unfortunately,
1: auntie. I have seen that happen. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, um, it's when that boy turns around 14 or 15 years old and he's, and now his body's starting to grow Mm -hmm. and he's becoming more physically, you know, looking like a man. Mm -hmm. Um, then he suddenly gets in his mind that, uh, he, even though he loves his mother, that he's not going to listen to her. And if there isn't a father in the home and, Mm -hmm. and that happens a lot, um, then, you know, he starts to try to, um, Uh, resist her and then you know then it then it can go get bad from there and I've seen a lot of that in my days uh, working in New York City with gang members and 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 young men like
0: that Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean I see it as well in my time here I mean of course I've seen it in uh, other environments but just in the therapeutic realm it's, it's you know mothers come in oh, my son is this, oh, my son is that, oh, my son's out of control. And one, usually the moms need to be in therapy as well, but then the idea is that they don't understand that it's time for autonomy, it's time for me to do my own thing, it's time for me to, you know, explore the world. And right. when you start getting that push, or when moms start getting that pushback, or they don't understand why he's just not my little sweet little boy anymore and won't listen to everything I tell them to do, they get all frazzled and right. out of shape.
1: You know, I've had tiger moms back in the day <laughs> when I was um, working in New York City, I'd mm-hmm. had tiger moms come in and... You know, like he used to be such an angel. Now he's not listening to me and he's rebelling against me. And what do I do? And, and you know, there's a time where moms, um, their work completes. And mm-hmm. then this young man is looking at himself in the mirror and going, who am I? Mm-hmm. And he needs to have um, the guidance of wise elders. Yeah. You know the guidance of wise men in the community, a guidance of a father, Mm -hmm. Um, and if the father isn't available, then you know wise men in the community who will take him and mentor him and help him to transition from boyhood to manhood, right? And that and that's the process that we're kind of going to talk about today. Mm -hmm.
0: All All right, right. sounds good. All right, well, I mean, you were doing such a great job. Why don't you just you know lead us in? Well, well,
1: um, you know, there's a boy-to-man initiation hunger. I think that's something that. We have to talk about, you know, it. This this topic is real. It's not something that psychologists made up a long time ago, or um, people just made up. It there is when you see in society young men who are um, struggling to understand what it means to be a man with integrity, mm. a man with responsibility, a man who um, not only takes care of himself, but he's um, available to help others. And, and you see that struggle because a lot of these young men don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you get them in your office. I get them in my Mm -hmm. office where they come in and, you know, they don't know who they are and what to do. And, and you can, you can see it in, um, anguish Mm -hmm. on their face. I mean, it's almost painful to watch, Mm -hmm. you know, this hunger for help, Mm -hmm. help me, help me become a man, help me to, understand who I am, help me to find my place in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this huge hunger and that hunger doesn't go away. I see a lot of men around 30, 40, 50 years old, and sometimes even later who never went through this process. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've been to a grocery store or some place <laughs> where you see some old guy blowing off his top at yeah. someone yeah. And, and you think, well, he's acting like a child. Yeah. Well, that's it. He's acting like a child mm-hmm. because he hasn't been initiated into manhood. Mm -hmm. So um, it's very visible. So I often say that uh, young men don't grow up to be, I mean, boys don't grow up to be men. They Mm -hmm. grow up to be boys in men's bodies. Mm -hmm. And we can see that in society today in many ways. Um, So uh, there is a hunger and we have to recognize that. It's, It's something that I believe it's biologically there and psychologically there
0: and spiritually there. However you want to quantify it, it's there and it needs to be addressed. Yeah, it's funny. We have a we I say we I have a saying that uh, the streets will teach them. And it's yeah. one of those things where you, you have a guy like that you mentioned in the grocery store. He didn't get that social education growing up saying, hey, right. okay, you want to act this way. We got some people that can woof a little, you know, louder, a little stronger, that can bark a little louder, uh, and that can flex a little stronger. And if you keep doing what you're doing, somebody will, you'll come across someone that will initiate you one way right. or another right? <laughs> and give you that humility that's necessary to know that you just can't talk to people a certain way or, you know, do certain things. And we, our goal is to help guys not to have to have the streets teach them. You know, right. Let's, let's use this podcast and therapy as a means to get that that good social uh, initiation education.
1: Right. And, you know, I will say this, that um, we we can seek it out and we need to seek it out. So it, it's important to let our listeners know that um, there are, there's hope and there are men who understand this and there are organizations of men who understand this and want to help. So, and, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, Um, I'll begin with Michael Mead. He says, in in many tribal cultures, it is said that if a boy or if that boys were not initiated into manhood, if they were not shaped by the skills and love of elders, then they would destroy the culture. If the fires that innately burn inside use are not intentionally and lovingly added to the hearth of community, they will burn down the structures of culture just to feel warm. That's a pretty powerful statement, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, sometimes we, we kind of, and I, it might be my fault, I kind of go towards, you know, my experience with young men uh, working in, in New York City.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I will say this. Um, we're going to highlight two movies today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Short,
0: mm-hmm. which is about the... Stock market. Uh, oh, not stock market. The housing crash. Um, what was two. When did it start? Two thousand six. Well, it probably started way before that, but I right. think it officially hit around oh six oh seven. Right, like that. Yeah.
1: and 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 so we're we're talking about Wall Street here. here. We're talking about supposedly men in ties, neckties, and briefcases, mm-hmm. right? And um, and government agencies and government and agencies, presidents, yes, and, and, <laughs> and potentially presidents and um, congressmen and, and yeah. real estate uh, developers yeah. and and people in power, yeah, who, um in many ways, uh, wanted to feel warm mm-hmm. and wanted... Didn't mind and all
0: the houses burning down. <laughs> right. They didn't mind
1: whole communities burning yeah. down and yeah. people losing their homes. Mm-hmm. And, and and then, of course, the jobs that were lost mm-hmm. and, and the crash that really was a tsunami that mm-hmm. hit people. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't done at the street level. Mm-hmm. This was done at
0: the top, top of these big towering uh, yeah. buildings. Yeah, you know. yeah. On Congressional Hill. I think they, yeah, they do talk about uh, the government knowing, uh, de- depending on what entity you ask, I don't know if the president himself knew, but it probably did. But, you know, government agencies and people in Congress and, you know, the Senate and the House knowing that, you know, something was on the horizon and passing bills and legislations and things of that nature that would allow for this collapse to happen, you know, or turning right. a blind eye or acting as if, oh, I didn't know that was coming. Right,
1: I, I think that it, um, if you haven't seen the movie The mm-hmm. Big Short, it you know after you listen to this podcast, you might want to go watch it mm-hmm. again, um, or um, or see it for the first time. It, it's just amazing how the 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 selfishness and the mm-hmm. greed mm-hmm. at those levels where people think they have all the power and all the money and they can do whatever they want, mm-hmm. and these are these are for the most part men. Mm-hmm. And this is where you know we we can really understand that these uninitiated men, mm-hmm. um, they you know money doesn't initiate anyone. Nah, never. <laughs> okay. Right. If anything, um, w- it, it's very evident that people with mo- uninitiated boys with money—I mm-hmm. don't care what their age is—are yeah. um, very destructive. Destructive, very, very destructive, yeah. And and so you could see the dealings that went on in this movie, um, between individuals, and you know, the the sort of strategy to you know, uh, make a lot of money, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, let's feel warm, yeah, let's let's start a nice fire, right? (laughs)
0: It was a major fire, brush fire, right?
1: Yeah, you know, and um, and the irresponsibility that came out of those men, Mm -hmm. the uh, like I said, the lack of regard for others, mm-hmm. the selfishness, um the desire to feed themselves and and make themselves great mm-hmm. um, and and really no thought for the 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 little guy or the person um, on the street or uh, you know the middle class um, just totally wiped mm-hmm. wiped out a lot of people. It, yeah. it's it, it it's really devastating and sad. Yeah. It's kind of sad to watch.
0: yeah, and it's interesting on the other end of that, um in line with, the quote here just the the destruction of of culture um in i i mean I, again i would like to say communities of color but i don't know if this happened in all communities of color but in the african american community or black community uh depending on what side of that fence you lie on right. um we had strong roots and strong ties to community initiation men uh, uh you know watching over young men you know fathers you know being in the home and that deteriorated over time as we see the statistics now but um what happened and we've talked about it in past how gangs um kind of became the the move is because there was a point in time where you had guys and characters like the black panther party mm-hmm. who who got demonized over and over and over again by mainstream popular culture we will talk about it maybe again one day we have an unrecorded or unreleased uh, Uh, 13th Amendment, uh, the Netflix original uh, podcast that we did that we might revisit. But it talks about that in that movie uh, or that documentary if you want to watch it. But just basically um, just an intentional governmental strike against the Black Panther Party that was about community education, that was about free lunch programs, that was about initiations and boyhood to manhood type of things. Once they got wiped out, the communities were devastated and they were left with, Men that mm-hmm. were uh, uninitiated or wrongly initiated, who became, you know, uh, involved in drugs, it became involved in gangs, became in, in, in involved in violence and, and street life, and it deteriorated and destroyed the culture that was prevalent and strong um, in African American communities. Um, it didn't completely wipe it out it didn't completely like uh, destroy it but it put a, a major dent in it into where we're still feeling the effects today where you know that was in the 60s and 70s um, on top of the other issues that are already that were already in and you know extremely prevalent um, in the community and it's we'll talk about it but it just it's just amazing to see how you can have um once you pull the rug out from you know just that organization alone, I'm, there were other organizations that existed. When that vacuum was created, there was a, a a a void, and that when that void got filled by uninitiated, you know, or wrongly initiated men, how it was able to destroy a culture. Um, and I don't even know if these guys were even. Uh, forward-thinking enough to realize that they were burning something just to feel the warmth they were just trying to fill a void fill the need make money participate in the economic structure but it was to the detriment of the community at large
1: well I, that made me think of of uh, some organizations right now mm-hmm. um i think that tried in the past decade mm-hmm. to uh kind of balance that out, and that's, one organization is called 100 Black Men of yep. Atlanta, yep, yep, yep. right? Yeah, it's a national organization, 100 Black Men. Is it a national? Mm, okay. They have it everywhere. And, and so I think that that's um, a good answer mm. to what happened. Yeah. Um, men taking responsibility mm-hmm. and helping other men, or especially young men, to yeah. grow up and to have, um, to be mentored yeah. and to be initiated, mm-hmm. you know, basically into what it means to you know, live life and have a family and yeah. care for your community. These things are really important. Yeah. You know, I want to take it to the heartland of mm-hmm. America too mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes we talk about the inner city and we think, and and I think people think, well, all the problems are in the inner city. But when we talk about the heartland, and I, I can say this, um, I, I say that I'm from New York City because I lived there for 20 years and I escaped the cornfields <laughs> of Ohio, uh-huh. Right. But I was born in the cornfields mm-hmm. nearby. Right on, Right in the field. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I ran away from home once, and I just ran out into the cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> Got lost right. and came and, back. Right. I was like, okay, is anybody going to come and get me? <laughs> <laughs> we can't find you. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I am from the Midwest, uh, and I've seen my family members, some of my family members, and also um, people in the community and in that heartland area where— Men, you know, um, don't grow up mm-hmm. and they're not initiated either mm-hmm. and they get scared. Okay. Um, they become protectionist. Uh, that's where a lot of this white nationalist movement is mm-hmm. coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, th- they don't have the understanding of diversity. They don't have the understanding of what it means to, you know, be a part of the big world. So they're very uh, nestled in the mi- Midwest, um, where, uh, they don't, You know, the East Coast and the West Coast, everybody that, you know, imports, exports come Mm -hmm. into the West Coast Mm -hmm. and they come into the East Coast. So we're having cities on the East Coast and the West Coast that are more diverse Mm -hmm. and um, globally minded, Mm -hmm. whereas in the heartland of America, um, you might want to say that we're a few decades behind. And, uh, you know, and, and so these young men get it in their minds that... Uh, everyone's stealing their jobs mm-hmm. and everyone is out to get them mm-hmm. and and they're under siege and rather than being initiated into wisdom mm-hmm. they get initiated into darkness um, I'm, i don't want to go back to star wars in the mm-hmm. and the dark force why not know? why not the right? go to right the right. go to but mm-hmm. um and and that's sad too i mm-hmm. think that the men's movement uh, started by robert Bly um tried to answer a lot of that for Uh, middle America Mm -hmm. uh, but the voice wasn't loud enough and uh, the media took over and we've been homeschooled by a lot of media organizations Mm -hmm. um, homeschooled by Fox News and you know and and made to be afraid of everyone Mm -hmm. well initiated men don't have that kind of fear Mm -hmm. right right they understand um, transition they understand change they understand growth they're resilient Mm -hmm. and so um, so when you see the white nationalists out there, you know we're going to take back our country, mm-hmm. and and you know becoming militant, mm-hmm. um, those are, for the most part, uninitiated men. Yeah, you know yeah. boys in men's bodies, mm-hmm. and I I hate to say it, but I'm concerned about that. Really concerned.
0: Yeah, I mean an, an initiated man is educated man, um, and that education right. is not just in the books because um, you can have. Mm-hmm men at harvard or yale or uc berkeley or whatever that quote unquote should be educated right but that doesn't mean they've been initiated um and that's problematic and i think that what you're, you're you know most i think most nationalist movements you know white nationalists whatever other nationalists there are this is just the hot topic right now right. white nationalists um just you know it's like you said the fear that the grasping at straws and trying to figure out how can i participate in the economy how can i protect my children how can i so on and so forth you know get jobs, whatever, at the detriment of not understanding the bigger picture, you know right, what I mean, and right. not being able to articulate what the issues are, not being able, or not even knowing what the problem is, but all they know is that I'm, I'm, I'm a man and I'm white, and I need to hold on to this, and this should mean something, right, there should be value in this, and when they don't find that value or have that value, it becomes problematic, and then therefore, I think the destructive things start to happen or the negative start start to happen or blaming others start to happen because you need to figure out how I do I make my situation better. Right. And, and unfortunately your nationalism is the only thing that you have to hold on to. And it's, it's a weak argument. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't hold a lot of weight.
1: It doesn't create jobs.
0: It doesn't. You know,
1: quite frankly, I I know that, you know, what was missed in this um, past election was that, you know, these young people um, for the most part, are struggling and they don't have jobs and they don't have um, so they can't get good, you know, they don't have a lot of education either. Mm-hmm. And so they can't get good, skillful jobs. Right. And the fear is that they won't, you know, that they won't have, you know, what their parents have. Yeah. So, um, so they want factories to come back and things like that. But I've been to factories. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen the robotics. Mm-hmm. All right. And, you know, it's, it's amazing that there are, in the next decade gonna be m- more than a million jobs available mm. for people with computer skills, mm. right? Yeah. And computer science or the STEM, you know, innovation comes from the, all the STEM science, technology, mm. engineering, and mathematics, mathematics yeah. right? So, but, um, but you know, they're not getting educated, yeah. so they're fearful because they don't have good, jo- good paying jobs, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so they, they become angry and understand, I understand it. Mm-hmm. I, I can empathize mm-hmm. with them, you know. But uh, they're, they're getting led by uninitiated men, mm-hmm. okay, who just play on their fears yeah. and um, make them scared. Yeah. And then they want to go for the guns, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to protect our our rights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and where's our jobs, right. you know. Um, and I have to say this, honestly, think about it. Guys, you know, it's important to get an education. Yeah. We're, the world is not going to go back to the 1950s. <laughs> right. Industrialization okay. may be dead, my man.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And, you know, so the it's called radical acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's a therapeutic term that we use. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, when we can't change something, um, we have to learn to radically accept it. Mm-hmm. and. I think that that's so important for men to understand. You know, I'm not, we're not going to go back to the '50s. We're mm-hmm. not going to go back to, you know, jobs that are just you know moving one part to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to be educated. You know, I've I've said to my son that you know he had he had to go on and get a graduate degree. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's important for America if we really love this country for people to be educated. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm going to say beyond college yeah and with minimal debt accumulated. With, yes, yes 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 i know i understand that yeah but it's okay to go and get a um a community college yeah. degree yeah. you know in some technical skill that's mm-hmm. going to help uh you know get a better help people get a better job yeah. you know yeah. and that was the original plan yeah so uh, but that un- uninitiated um thinking out there especially leadership who are really uninitiated mm-hmm. um are just playing on the fears and yeah. it just it's quite disturbing to watch yeah and,
0: right. yeah and it's it's like you said the bigger issue is that when you don't when you have uninitiated men initiating men in an uneducated unethical unwise way the saga continues the cycle continues and we have to break that cycle and that's why we're here and that's why we're talking about it
1: right yeah. absolutely yeah. um so i guess what we should go to the next movie and then the next point.
0: Yeah, we can. Okay, good. Okay, all, all right. right, all right. Um, so for me, I when we were discussing this topic, I um remembered a movie called "Beasts of No Nation." Um, right, a Netflix original. If I'm not, oh, what's a Netflix original? I can't remember or not, but the fact it's on Netflix, you can watch it now. And the basic premise is uh, there is a young man who loses his family they're they're in a uh, african country i don't know if they name the country i think it's an unnamed country and a unnamed dictator um a young man loses his family uh in a coup type situation uh you know uh, government officials come in um they ransack cities but there's this war that gets pitted government against rebels and you never really know who's a rebel for real but you know who the government actors are right right and so the the young man loses his family he's the only one that survives he runs off into the bush and he runs uh, runs into this charismatic charismatic dictator mm-hmm. uh, and i'm sorry charismatic warlord um and so basically um as things unfold you have a situation where um the boy gets initiated. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first initiation comes at the hands of him having to uh, kill someone. Right. Um, which is, you know, a generic way of beginning the process of, of hardening someone's heart mm-hmm. or stripping them from their humanity. Right. Um, and the, the 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 problem with this particular first initiation is that he kills someone who's innocent that has nothing to do with the war, but the warlord gets. Convinces him like this guy is the one that killed your mother. This or your 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 father. This is the one that killed your brother. This is the one that killed your mother. Um, what should we do about about this? And so he plays to his emotions. Although this guy has nothing to do with what happened to his family, but the point is to kind of start that mind control initiation process. And he kills the guy, and then after that, it's just a spiral of things. Um, then another initiation that takes place in the movie is a sexual uh, nature. Mm -hmm. The warlord, uh, you know. Hypes the kid up with Like hey man You know We're, we're pressing on we're Moving you know Towards this particular location Once we get to this location You could be re- I think his mother isn't dead So he's gonna I can re You know You can get reunited With your family This that and the other thing Um and I, I'm, you know, I'm going to ask you to do something for me, but I, I don't want you to tell anybody else. I don't want anybody else to know that, you know, you're special to me. Uh, I see you in me. I see a great leader in you. And he gives him this speech about what it means to be a great leader um, and, and being a great leader means to be a great follower. And it's like, OK, where is he going with this? And so he uh, get the leader gets high and then he makes the the young boy perf- perform sexual favors for him. Um and you see this is another misinitiation to where it's about dominance, it's about control, it's right. about uh uh being able to manipulate this young man and this is kind of kind of how this this the scenario works out and then you can see throughout the movie how the the general himself is uninitiated and then he's getting bullied and led by other men. Although he's this powerful guy and has these kids following after him and uh, some young men following after him. Uh, but you can see how he's getting played himself and how he's a pawn in the greater scheme of things. So you have all these men using other men and eventually boys to be pawns in a greater scheme, all clearly being uh, wrongly initiated.
1: Right. I, I think actually um, it's this is a good example of a distorted initiation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the violence that is done to this young boy um, is kind of conceived or perceived as initiation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to make you into a man. Right. Um, but in, in true initiation, it's not about dominance and submission. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about bringing the young man up and not putting him down. And I think that's where, Uh, we get kind of confused in in our society today about what initiation is. It's Mm -hmm. not about, you know, it's not like pledging a fraternity. Right, right, right. right? Not hazing. Not hazing, Mm -hmm. right, like in the military. Um, I've seen this, and it's it's disastrous. Um, I've seen guys who came out of the military uh, traumatized, Mm -hmm. and I've seen guys who have come out of um, fraternities traumatized. I had one young guy many, many, many years ago who um, was told to uh, fall backwards into the arms of his fraternity brothers and they let him fall on the floor mm. and um, it just destroyed him. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he he felt like he, he, I mean, and he obviously didn't stay in that, mm-hmm. but that sort of hazing uh, goes on and it's kind of conceived as uh, initiation. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Yeah. So um, this movie I think is a good example of that.
0: Yeah. It, it's interesting too, because it's, you see how with this particular uh, young man, like ha- as life unfolds in times where devastation and tragedy has stu- struck, unfortunately he doesn't find a man who has been himself properly initiated that can love him, right. that can build him up, that can show him the ropes in a positive manner. He finds this other man who has probably been done in the same way he's doing him, maybe been sexually abused. You know, he may have some psychological issues, some personality right. disorder, who knows. Right. But he has this group of young... It's not just this 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 movie highlights this young man, but as he's introduced, this guy already has a following. He already has dozens, if not, you know, a hundred other young men who are are at his beck and command. And, and it's about power. It's about control. It's about, you know, we don't have to be... Uh, lost anymore? We can have purpose, and he's he's giving these young men a new purpose. But it's evil, and it's wrong, and it's murderous, and it's disastrous. And the problem becomes, hey, at the end of the movie, you'll see these boys. Uh, well, spoiler alert! You should you should know that's what right, we do here. Right. Uh, the boys get quote unquote rescued. They rebel against the guy, um, and as they get taken into this uh, home that's for like rehabilitation of these boy soldiers, they some of them run off. You know what I mean? They're having a great life. Everything's better. And for whatever reasons, I mean, psychologically, we can digest it, but they, they like, you you know, like, yo, I, this is, I don't even know how to be a kid anymore. I don't know how to play soccer. Right. I don't know how to function in this world. All I know is murder, mayhem, destruction, misery. And when somebody brings me the opportunity to do something different, I don't even know how to respond. Right. And, that's, and I think that's the biggest tragedy, this lifelong trauma that ha- when you get initiated pro- improperly mm-hmm. or wrongly initiated, you if without the right intervention and even sometimes with good intervention, you're done, you know, you're, you're, you're permanently, um, in a boyhood state.
1: Right. Scarred, hurt, confused, and afraid. Yeah. So I see a lot of that when, um, I'm talking to young men who have had that, those sorts of, uh, oppressive type of, uh, uh, distorted initiations. So it, it it's a destruction or, or a killing of the innocence within the Mm -hmm. person, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and a healthy initiation, which we'll talk about in a a few minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't, doesn't do that. It doesn't destroy the inner child. It, it raises the inner child and brings, um, the inner child along. Um, and it opens up the mind of the inner child so that, you know, we, as men, as adult men, we stay curious, Mm -hmm. We stay loving, mm-hmm. we stay affirming mm-hmm. and validating, right? And um, and and we're not um, feeling empty, um, and and uh, also we're not feeling as though, uh, you know, the world owes us something, mm-hmm. you know, kind of to fill that emptiness and yeah. that void, yeah. right? So, yeah. uh, you know, so that, that's that's an important. Uh, point right? yeah,
0: yeah and it's a it's a rites of passage gone awry right um, and we all we've talked about that before in other shows but rites of passages are so mucho
1: yes mm-hmm. so the main difference here and this is Robert Moore in um, uh, Robert Moore wrote this he said the main difference between boy psychology and man psychology is a man who cannot get it together is a man who has probably not had the opportunity to undergo undergo ritual initiation into the deep structures of manhood. He remains a boy. Not because he wants to, but because no one has shown him the way to transform his boy energies into man energies. No one has led him into direct and healing experiences of the inner world of masculine potential. That's yeah. that's Robert Moore.
0: Yeah, that that sums up Beast of No Nation to the T. You know right. it's it's you have this initiation process. You have these these this man that's being led by other men that's leading boys right it's, it says one thing that he's not even leading men generals like this this warlord is leading little boys and making boy soldiers right? right he doesn't even have either he doesn't have the capacity to have other men follow him uh or potentially maybe there's no men left in that place because they murdered a massacred everybody right? right um but it's 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 i'm just i mean mean this quote man like the it's it's the the boy doesn't re- want to remain a boy but he he has no way of transforming no one's able to show him how to transform it's like a uh a butterfly right you have the caterpillar imagine if caterpillars cat caterpillars had to be taught how to become butterflies like it's innate in them right, right. but unfortunately as men we're not caterpillars we're men and we have to be taught to yes. be butterflies right yes. we have to that the cocoon doesn't get made on its own we have to be taught how to make a cocoon we have to taught that it's okay to go inside that cocoon we have to be comfortable with going in the cocoon and then once we come out oh what do we do with this new person i've become like now that i have these man muscles now that i right. you know my what do they call it uh i can't say that on never mind but yes <laughs> it's a podcast it is a podcast <laughs> but you know it's just, okay we'll keep it clean all right, for all right
1: okay for today okay for today you know that goes along with my little theory that you know in adolescence we get um an uh we we grow into a body mm-hmm. right we're still a boy, mm-hmm. we grow into this adolescent body we and it's sort of like the athlete stage mm-hmm. um, we 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 figure out what what this body can do mm-hmm. and um we kind of experiment with it uh we we can do amazing things with it we can jump higher, we can run faster, we can wrestle harder and so it's really just coming into this body um and very quickly it transitions into uh, the warrior, you know, the desire to be a warrior, and and unfortunately or fortunately, um, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the government and the military knows that if they get these young guys under twenty, mm-hmm. um, they can turn them into a fighting machine, yep. right? And 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 that's because innately young men need to have a mission, they mm-hmm. need to have a purpose, mm-hmm. they need to understand um, that. Uh, life has to have a purpose mm-hmm. and, and, and that's that rudder yep. that I was yep. talking about earlier. And so, you know, when it's done well and, and boys are initiated, they, they, they go into, you know, an, a, a phase of growth and change and, you know, and they um, are able to meet life on life's terms, as we say. Mm-hmm. Right. But when they're not, uh, you can see these guys just crashing and burning, yeah. you know, um, so you know that kind of goes between, you know, are we gonna, are we gonna, are we gonna really make warriors? or Are we gonna make soldiers? Yeah. So um, in this, we, I, I want to differentiate for a moment between the boy psychology and, and man psychology mm-hmm. here. Um, if if we look at boy psychology, and I want to give uh, Lonnie Nielsen this uh, this uh, credit here for writing this boy psychology, these are the elements of boy psychology, okay? It says here, power is for me. I am ruled by my emotions. I am the center of the universe. I take no responsibility for my actions. I want a mother that exists to meet my needs. I am magical. I am invincible. I will live forever. I am constantly seeking approval, validation, and acknowledgement. I am curious. I am adventurous, and I wonder about the world around me and inside inside of me. Um, that's that's the that's that boy psychology, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's very evident in the Beast with No Nation. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then of course in the Big Short, mm-hmm. it's that power is for me. Yeah. You know, um, I'm the center of the universe, mm-hmm. so it's all about me yep. and how much money I can make. Uh, I take no responsibility for <laughs> my actions. Exactly. Right. Yep. And that that's happened. Yep. You know, when I was young, young, uh, I think it was around 20. Maybe I I got a job at Bear Stearns, right? And it was a big Wall Street kind of thing. It was at I think it was at 55 Water Street, mm. just down the street from the Twin Towers. Okay. And um, I was on the 47th floor. Mm. And I don't know what happened that day, but the guys were acting crazy. I mean, mm. there must have been some big boomer bust going <laughs> okay. on. Okay. Um, and I looked at uh, out the window and I said, uh, now I know why. They don't allow us to open those windows, (laughs) right? These guys are going to, are going so crazy that they're just gonna jump out Mm -hmm. of the window, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, I realized that that life wasn't gonna be for me, Mm -hmm. you know, because of the selfish greed that I saw, this whole sense of I'm invincible, Mm -hmm. I will live forever, and I got money, I got power, Mm -hmm. and, you know, who cares about other people? And Mm -hmm. it just struck me as a cold soulless. Mm Existence.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that. So with the the whole bubble burst, like I was a victim of that. I had a short sell a house. I bought a house for $515,000. I had to sell it for $213,000. Like wow, there was a stated income. Just like the movie, like they were like, hey, how much money do you wanna say you make? Okay, cool, here's his interest. That's ridiculous, but here's his loan. You got this house. Um, but you don't think about people knowing that this is gonna go bad one day and I had people that were mortgage lenders at the time and they were refinancing their families' homes and all these different things and then they they got their families into these bad loans and their families lost this stuff. Right. So you have these people that are greedy at the top and don't care who they hurt and they don't care who falls down when these dominoes fall over you're building your you know house of cards and it's, it's bad because imagine the tension that gets created and the destruction and devastation that happens in families when my cousin, my uncle, my brother, my son gets me to refinance my house that I've had for 20 years. Now I've lost my house because 'cause of this bad debt or this bad loan or whatever the case may be. And that's 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 tra- that's tragic. It's, that can that it's can horrible offset families for for, for years and it can cause irreconcilable differences, you know?
1: Yes, I, I think it contributed to what's gonna become generational poverty. Right. Yes. Be- yes. Because the middle um middle class mm-hmm. was really gutted by Wall Street. Yeah. And um and now the millennials don't ha- have a hope in yeah. many ways that's why they were so afraid during this election mm-hmm. time and you know and unfortunately again um this mythological thinking that uh rich men are going to make me rich <laughs> right and rich men <laughs> are going to teach me how to be rich yeah. and rich men really care about me mm-hmm. um is is all about uh, that mythological thing that okay if i vote for this rich businessman mm-hmm. that he's suddenly going to make me rich and right. that is bs i'm right. sorry i'm gonna be nice today but yeah. it's bs you don't have
0: to the word i was looking for earlier was uh cock strong okay that's, that's what we say like when the young okay, man nice. is feeling this self he's cock strong right you know, that's right like, yeah teenagers oh but, that's good Yeah, I like so, that okay
1: so, right. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know so um you know that's that's what happened in and yeah. in, in this past election yeah. and now um i'm just waiting to see you know how mm-hmm. things are going to go yeah i hope I pray be you know, yeah. that, that it goes okay, but yeah.
0: I have my doubts. Well, this is what's funny that in the, the black community, right? So it's like, yo... What what recession? Uh, what you know? Uh, Black Friday or what was it? Black Thursday or whatever happened? Right. Uh, what Great Depression? We uh, we when have we not been in that? Right. Right. And so we've known for the you can't trust rich people. Like you know what I'm saying? No way. And then again, this is a, a sweeping generalization. I don't want people to think that oh all black people are poor come from the projects da 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 da. But like that that has been from day one we. Our masters didn't care nothing about us, right? right? right. Uh, they were rich and white. Right. Um, the the government post Reconstruction didn't care anything about us, right. right? And allowed black codes and Jim Crow and all these things to happen. Um, on an e- economic front, things happen like Black Wall Street and these things that I've shared with you, where you had thriving black communities that are getting bombs dropped on them, or white people creating, you know, coming into communities and and being jealous of what they've had and cre- you know starting riots and things of that nature. So we've always had a distrust for rich people and known that they don't have our best interests at heart um but but people are now starting to buy into this rhetoric you know and the rhetoric that happens that hey you can be like me if you try hard enough you know that's always been the american thing if you try hard enough if you work hard enough if you do this and pull yourself up by the bootstraps hey man my my folks ain't had no boots let alone straps to pull themselves up by you know what i'm saying and so we had to go get it and we had to grind and we had to hustle because we realized we couldn't rely on these 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 rich folks, rich people, don't want other people to be rich. They want to have all the resources and for themselves. Right, right. And, <laughs> and
1: you know, the Reagan era proved that the trickle down um, economics. economics does not work. <laughs> does not work. I'm
0: still waiting for my trickle, man. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I got a drop, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, like so. So you get you get people again. I'm gonna say Middle America. I wanted to say Middle Earth. I mean, well, you know, it feels like kind of like um, the yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Here we're gonna have um, some. Saur orcs, Sauron orcs and things <laughs> like that. Oh my God. Yep. Um, but middle America, I think was duped in many ways mm-hmm. to think, well, these these rich guys are going to make me, you know, give me jobs mm-hmm. and they're, you know, but they have no uh, desire to give you a $15 an hour job. Come um, on. low minimum uh, uh, minimum wage yeah. anymore they, right. they want to keep you at that minimum
0: minimum yes. wage yes. and below the poverty line. How's the minimum wage going to be below the poverty line like for in- income anyway? right yeah. and
1: use your anger yeah. um, to keep them in power because yeah. you you know everyone's starting to think well it's all those people coming from abroad and mm-hmm. things like that um, so w- there's a real interest with rich guys uninitiated men mm-hmm. who are boys in men's bodies yeah. and you can see it on tv every day mm-hmm. right uh, bully pulping uh pulpit with you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. it's going to be this way and that's the way it's going to be yeah. you know that is such a childish you know way of thinking yeah. um that's where tyranny comes from yeah. so um y- there's going to be this thought that uh you know these guys are going to look out for them but they're not they're yeah. n- they they don't care yeah. um they they want to get richer and yeah. and they're and Middle America, uh, and you know there are more white people in this country who are poor than black people. Yeah. Okay. Total. Like total, total population. Total population. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know? And and that's why I'm saying my my cry is like yo let's not be duped anymore. Right. You know what I mean. And I'm not saying that you know black people are so wise that we saw this coming type of thing, but it's more so like yo like band together let's stop letting this race stuff this you know what i mean cuz america's not even about that it's it's maybe uninitiated rich men getting people to believe that hey you're better than or you're less than or we need to fear this people or whatever but let's stop letting that be the case you know what i mean right. let's let's band together and understand it let's let's be wiser you know right. and stop letting these uninitiated rich people manipulate us
1: right absolutely so you know when we go into what it means to have man psychology mm-hmm. Um, and I use that as a, um, a proper way of saying this man psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite of power is for me is power is for sharing. Mm-hmm. And then I can feel my emotions and hold space for their teaching so that my emotions don't rule me. Mm-hmm. You know, I master my emotions and they teach me. I'm a part of the universe, uh, part of the oneness, so that there's no. Need to have separation and fear of the other, mm-hmm. um, and otherizing people. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all one, and we really do live on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that picture from the moon um, of the planet Earth. You know, mm-hmm. there, as um, Carl Sagan said, you know, you don't see any uh, territories, you don't see any boundaries. You know, you don't see any lines mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's just one planet. Mm-hmm. So we are all together. Um, I take full responsibility for my actions and I accept my spiritual responsibility to uphold the wisdom that teaches men about humility and integrity and the impeccability, impeccable integrity of the sacred masculine. Mm -hmm. So that men have, we have a sacred um, part of us, you know, and we got to plug into that wisdom. I seek healthy relationships with the sacred feminine. I have a healthy relationship with death and my own mortality. I love and accept myself just as I am. I align myself with my purpose and mission and destiny. I am that which I am seeking You know, to be authentic, mm-hmm. to be real with ourselves. And, and rather than um, uh, idealizing ourselves, we're realizing
0: ourselves. So it's really important to understand that that's what male psychology is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's powerful. I mean, just those, rewind that, listen to those things again. And if you find yourself with one contrast of, of one set of things, right. Then the other, then it might be time to get some healthy initiation going on. Right. Um, and I think that's, you know, these things can be interchangeable in a sense that maybe depending on how we're initiated or how that, that situation took place. And, Maybe we didn't have a a proper rites of passage. If you if you find yourself on that boys list, it's it's not too late. You can do something about that, and it's it's a call to action. It's not a to demonize you. It's not to make you feel less than, but it's to help you understand, yo, know, like there's room for improvement, and it's time for change, and it's time for growth.
1: Right, yeah. right, absolutely, and and so the third point here that we're making is initiation hunger grows inside of every boy's heart. It may begin with a boy attempting to wear his father's shoes and wondering, will I ever fit in my daddy's shoes? Initiation hunger continues in adolescence through a young man's early 20s. If the young man remains uninitiated, he will begin a lifelong struggle to prove that he is a man well into to his uh, later years. So there's this constant need to prove I'm a man. Well, mm-hmm. and how do we do that? Well, I'm going to get a bigger car. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a bigger house. Mm-hmm. And you know that's probably what drove a lot of the... The debt, the, mm-hmm. you know, the housing debt and mm-hmm. the and all the debt that crashed on us, mm-hmm. you know, is mm-hmm. because uh, these men who are uninitiated tried to become a man by having a bigger house than their neighbor, yeah, or yeah. or a better car than their neighbor, you mm-hmm. know, um, extending themselves well over their ability to pay, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And, and so that's just how it goes. It's yeah. it's ugly, it's sad.
0: And it's funny, I thought you were gonna say extended adolescence, but that, that mantra that happened, you know, 30s and new 20s, 40s and new 30s, like it's cool to feel that way, but it comes with this boyhood uh, uh, mindset, you right. know what I mean? It's not that because you're just trying to reclaim, like I'm gonna go lift weights and get active again and be strong again. It's like, no, like I'm gonna, you know, Stay at, at home a little longer. I'm going to be less responsible. I'm going to be, you know, more of a jerk for a little while longer. And excuse it as, oh, I'm just in my 30-20s. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And so, like, it doesn't lend to maturity and growth. Um, and it's an unfortunate side effect.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, I think that it's important to for us to understand that, um, you know, we can be initiated. And, and, and so some awesome books I would like to recommend for some guys here. Um, the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover is Robert, by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. I think that's a good book to start with to kind of really help men to understand the difference between boy psychology and, and man psychology. Um, I, I like this book. I use it for a lot of my guys uh, uh, who are uh, working on themselves and using therapy as initiation, which is actually um, a book by John Rowan. And it's Healing the Male Psyche Therapy as Initiation. Um, that's the subtitle. And um, that book, I wouldn't really recommend for the everyday reader. It's more of a psychology book, but I just wanted you to know that there are, there is a book out there. And then Fire in the Belly, uh, On Being a Man. I think that's a, a good mm. uh, book. Sam Keen wrote that book. And then Under Saturn's Shadow, The Wounding and Healing of Men by James Hollis is a good book. Right. Um, there are a couple other books that I think would be helpful. Um, the book more than sex reinventing the black male image for men of color, right? Is a, is a a good book to reference. Yeah. Uh,
0: there's a book called boys, boys, no more. That's super dated. It's probably from the sixties or seventies written by Charles Thomas, but there's another one. Um, that's more recent. I think it might've been 2015, uh, Tennessee Coates, between the world and me. He's the guy that's also currently writing the Black Panther uh, Marvel uh, oh, comic. Okay. Um, so yeah between the world and me I think is a good uh, book to kind of dive into.
1: Yes and I, I really like Iron John, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Bly's book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, it has a lot of allegory in it and you know it, um, it plugs into the mythological a little bit, but um, if it's a it's a dense book to digest. Um Robert Bly uh started the men's movement many years ago and uh it continues on in the Minnesota Men's Conference. And um and then if you're from a particular uh faith, um John Eldridge and Wild at Heart is Mm -hmm. a good book. Um you know, you don't have to necessarily believe with believe the um theology as much as the psychology, I think, is really good. I think he makes a good argument for it. And I actually will say this, I like um, the Audible book, better than the written, only because uh, John Eldridge does a really good job of uh, narrating that book, uh, but it almost sounds like he's having a discussion or talk. So mm-hmm. it, it's um, I think it's easier to listen to and actually better to digest and kind of play over and over again. So those are my suggestions for some books and, and your suggestion as well. So it's really important for men to just really investigate and think about their own personal initiation and whether or not they they completed it or if they need to maybe come to guys like us and, um, you know, work on themselves in therapy. I think therapy is a wonderful way of starting this initiation. Then guys tend to move on and do other things to explore themselves in their lives. So, um, you know, if you're out there and listening to this, I would really encourage you to possibly find a therapist if you feel that any of this resonated with you, and you really felt uh, a need to be initiated, or maybe that you missed out on on partial uh, part of your initiation. So, I just would encourage every listener to really um, explore your your
0: you know the many ways that we can be initiated. Yeah, and it's it's not about guilt and shame. It's not about um, you missed out and you're a failure. It's more so like, hey, there's some things that um, you may have missed by not going through an initiation, right, you know, not right. having um, a male take you under their wing and, and show you the ropes of life or give you instruction or help you with wisdom or help you deal with disappointments, right, and mm-hmm. and losing. I was talking to a guy the other day, and we were talking about um, video games, right, and people just quitting games. And he was like, think about it, man. And he's he's more of a gamer than me. He's, he's, he's really out there uh, when it comes to that stuff. And he was like, man, you probably played sports, and you probably lost a lot. So you learn what it felt like to lose, right? And losing is supposed to teach you how to win better or how to play better. Exactly. These people, like uninitiated guys more than likely, right, are playing these games and instead of losing, they'll just unplug their system. Right. Or they'll just exit the game or whatever the case may be, instead of having to see that loss take place. Right. And so this is what this initiation stuff is about. It's about being able to handle those things when the losses come up or when you're facing some impeding uh, uh, thing that you'd rather not go through. But an initiated man is willing to go through that thing and not run from that thing and kind of be uh, stick with it. If you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And And I Mm think.
1: Initiated men ha- actually have integrity. Right, 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 okay. right. Even in the gaming world, right? right? You know exactly. what I'm saying? You don't just
0: pull your plug out, man. What's going on right, right now? You know, finish the game, I'm going to take my toys and go home. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, it and I said all that to say that these things uh come up in a various in various ways. You know, it's it's not just about, you know, uh conflict or being a bad boss or whatever, but you just find out when dudes are initiated, when they go, don't go through that process, that that boy in them it'll come out in various ways right and that's what we want to help you avoid exactly all right well this has been of myths and men podcast it was a great show Um, yes it was excited about it Um, I hope this finds uh, a place and and when you hear it it resonates within you Um, and well I'm John Parker and I'm dr. Daniel David and this has been of myths and men thank you for listening to of myths and men podcast if you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at com. That's contact at dot ncom Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled dot ncom Thank you for listening.